something that you know I think is a sustainable approach is to be able to demonstrate your understanding of your customers. You know, so mm-hmm. if if someone is out presenting themselves, if you can demonstrate that you can understand a customer or even a market segment and how you can translate that understanding into the way you approached that market, I think most employers will go, hmm, this person's got the right idea. You're listening to Sales in Asia, your gateway to sales practices in Asia, and I'm your host, Benny Tan. Thanks for staying with us. In this episode, we conclude our chat with David Nevin, a president of Scheffler, about selling in Southeast Asia Pacific, a region of diversity. This episode is full of great insights from David about customer engagement, developing local talents and the impact on regional roles, how Scheffler is preparing for the recession and advice for salespeople. So let's jump in. So what about the um, customer engagement? So during the pandemic, you know, obviously we can't meet our customers and now that we're opening up, uh, do you see a trend where, where you actually get more results and more traction meeting customers face-to-face versus uh, selling and engaging with them remotely? Um, so the, during the pandemic, we tried to keep our customer communication going as much as possible. Right. Let's say with the diverse range of customers we have, some were more or less open to using Zoom or Teams or Skype to communicate. Right. So we had uh, um, a limited success in doing that. Internally, no problem. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone was equipped and could use the tools, right. had the right level of IT infrastructure, but externally was a bit more challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think the... Um, Going forward, um, what we see now, especially in the second half of 2022, we were able to really go back to see customers again. And for me, this was, um, you know, some kind of breakthrough in a way that we could actually have a face-to-face meeting. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that, you know, we need to be at the customer's doorstep every day. But what it means is that we can actually look each other in the eye. You can have a cup of coffee together. Mm -hmm. You can add on the softer parts of the communication of, of meeting somebody mm. and sort of get to know them a little bit, put it that way. Right. Let's say the formality of doing stuff by Zoom or Teams, um, you lose that a little bit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think everyone knows, I'm, I'm, yes. not, I'm not saying anything revolutionary. Um, everyone knows that's the case. So we're, we've really uh, ramped up again our travel and our customer visits, mm. especially in the second half of 2022. And we see positive results from that. So we're getting much more dialogue, mm-hmm. much more feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, but maybe, uh, Benny, one thing I'd like to highlight uh, as a kind of a, a good learning was during the pandemic, we also said we can't rely on a central function like someone sitting in Singapore when they had the travel restrictions. Right. You couldn't just go to the airport and jump over to Indonesia the next day. Correct. Right. Mm. You can't do those things. So we said we've got to strengthen the countries. So we've got to make the countries more independent. Mm. So we spend a lot of effort on considering what structure do we need in the country that they can do. Uh, much more of their technical support work, um, 
doing some of the important things for customers like going and um, supervising the um, fitting of a, one of our products right. or installation of one of our mm. products. Um, we had to make sure the countries could do that. Mm. And that strengthening the countries is another sustainable change that we made. Okay. And yeah. I could even see it in the second half of last year, we were able then to bring customers into events like a symposium. And our country teams are now strong enough that they could run the symposium completely by themselves. Right. Okay. In local language. Yes. Uh, generating much more dialogue with the people. So this is another sustainable gain I think we've made uh, post, uh, you know, we learned how to do it in the pandemic. Hmm. Uh, how to strengthen the countries, how to and worked on skilling our people, internal focus, and now we see the sustainable benefit of that. Okay, I mean that 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 requires a good amount of uh, giving people the autonomy and authority to actually get yep. things done. To me, that's actually a fantastic practice, and I think uh, every company should actually think about doing that. Mm. You know, of course, thinking like the whole that like the old saying, right? You know, going global but acting locally. Yes. Right, and that's exactly what you guys did. Yes. Right. So you have you have shared some of the positive impact of of doing that. Um, so does it mean that uh, in the long run you will actually be, let's say, thinning out the regional responsibilities and regional roles? You know, you know, decreasing that. Yeah, I, I mean, I I don't see the need um, so much mm. to decrease, but I can. They need to change their right. focus. Yeah, so. It means um, that the countries can run independently for most of their operational matters, mm. and the central team can come much more back to the strategic topics, so more of the longer-term thinking. So mm. certainly no need to reduce the people, um, and and um, but it may be more of a change of thinking. Okay, I mean that's fantastic team. because I think you know to me that's uh, that's a sign that uh, you you you're an organisation that really not only empower people but gives them autonomy but also trust them right to actually mm. be able to do their own things right which is actually uh, uh, quite an incredible uh, uh, value to have and traits yeah. well well done congratulations no oh, thank you oh, i think we're seeing the results from it as well mm -hmm. i mean we we had um, you know very good um, post-pandemic recovery and even there's a bit of gloom for 2023 but we also see the year starting off quite positively for us Hmm. So and I think it's it's a sum of all the things that we've done actually. Okay, so yeah. you guys are really thinking long term, and I think you're quite well prepared for the future. Even you know, even the hmm. um, the supposedly gloomy future that we're <laughs> that we're going to be seeing. Hmm. Okay, yeah. okay, that's good. You know, you know, thank you very much for for sharing that. And so I I like to just uh, wrap up um, our our podcast, our interview today, and I think I've taken really a lot for. Um, there was a, a good number of takeaways from you. Is there anything else that you'd like to share before I ask you the last few questions? You know that you for our listeners who are sales leaders or at least thinking of operating in Asia. Yeah, I, I think um, for me, you know, I said it before as well. It comes back to basics. Hmm. It comes back to really doing your best to understand your market. If you can understand the market to a reasonable level then you can make the right decisions mm. on how you want to approach the market mm. and you know i think for me personally this was um, a great learning here in asia that we we figured out a way that we could understand this diverse market 
Mm. And that enabled us to really make, I think, the right decisions on how we want to approach the market, where we need uh, to put our energies, and um, even, you know, and even fine-tune that country by country mm. throughout Asia. So that's only possible to do if you understand the market. Right. So you have to put and invest that effort into understanding the market. I think mm. this this would be my main message, Benny. Okay, thank you. And for for salespeople, I think you know we are facing quite a number of layoffs today, and there are a lot of people who are very nervous. Mm. Uh, what advice do you would you give to people who are in the sales role today, particularly in Asia? Mm. Yeah, maybe um, something that you know I think is a sustainable approach is to be able to demonstrate your understanding of your customers you know so mm -hmm. if if someone is out presenting themselves if you can demonstrate that you can understand a customer or even a market segment and how you can translate that understanding into the way you approached that market i think most employers will go hmm this person's got the right idea that is fantastic. I think that's that's really wonderful advice. So, uh, for you, you've been to. I mean, you work. You were raised in New Zealand. You work in Australia. You spent a few years in Germany, and now you a few years in Singapore. Hmm. Where's the next stop for you? Uh, that's a good question. No, <laughs> um, oh, I'm I'm um, I'm really interested to see how we can develop this business in Asia. Okay. I mean, uh, Singapore for me. I thought about it a lot. Is it the right place to be mm. to develop this Asian business? And I think it is. I think it is for several reasons. I mean, a lot of people will tell you, ah, Singapore is too expensive and so on. But it's true. It is a very expensive place. Mm. But somehow within Asia, it's a kind of a neutral place. And it's it a is. great place to steer a regional business. Right. And um, you have a, a talent pool of people here, mm. quite well-educated people. Um, you have um, an infrastructure here um, uh, which can enable you to really get on with business, mm. easy to travel to yes. all the places. So um, so my main focus here right now is um, to really develop this business, to increase our market share, to grow this business up to what I think its potential will be. Okay. Um, where that leads in the future, I'm not too sure. Okay. Um, I have a maybe long-term goal to think about my retirement at some point, but <laughs> but I, I I'm still plenty of energy to keep working for a number of years yet. Okay, well that's good to hear. I mean, today you uh, you manage a region of about what seven countries. Yep. Uh, okay, and uh, does that include uh, that that doesn't include China, I suppose? No. Okay. No. So do you think you know? countries like in East Asia, like China, North Asia, you know, uh, China, Japan, uh, Korea, are markets that you'd be interested to maybe expand into or start looking into? Yeah, so uh, our organization, Asia Pacific, is already uh, having those markets in its scope. So our Southeast Asia and Pacific is considered a sub-region. Sure, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about for you personally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think... Um, the, the the willingness to adapt to understand different cultures mm. opens up that opportunity for sure mm. you know okay. uh, you you can uh, certainly imagine to um, you know take the same learnings into the other countries to spend the time to understand 
a little bit, the culture and the way they work. Mm. And having done that a few times now, I think I'm getting quite good at it. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, and it shows, right? Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, I think that it would definitely be possible to do it like that. Yeah. Okay, very good. Thank you very much. So I just have a few quick questions to ask you. And so uh, if you don't mind, these are basically just uh, you know, rapid fire questions. Mm. And uh, don't think too hard, just whatever comes to the top of <laughs> okay, your mind. Okay, Okay. Describe Asia in one word. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's quite easy. Diverse. Diverse. Okay. Favorite country to live? Ah, that's a tough question. <laughs> I've liked all the countries I've lived in. Probably for uh, the experience, Germany was a great country to live. Okay. Yeah, for the European experience. But also Singapore is a fantastic place to live for the Asian experience. Okay. And a favorite country to work in? Um, I think the favorite country to work in would probably be Australia. Okay. Yeah. There I was far enough away from headquarters that, <laughs> that um, we were given, uh, you know, uh, properly managed, of course, but given a lot of autonomy to get on with the business there. Mm. And we did some extraordinary things in, in Australia, which I'm very proud of. So okay. It was fun. Favorite country in Asia to vacation? Oh, Vietnam. Vietnam. Okay, so yeah. you like Vietnam a lot. I think you told me that. And your favorite <laughs> food in Asia? Oh, yeah. Come back to Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> for, <laughs> for, yeah. yeah, I just came back from Hanoi. It was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one taboo in Asia that you've learned that you would definitely not break? Oh, I think don't assume that you understand. Okay. Yeah, don't assume that you understand them people. That's yeah. great advice because uh, one size fits all does not apply here yeah, in Asia. Absolutely not. Right. And uh, what are some of the best uh, cultural practices you've seen here? Um, yeah, I think um, maybe it's it's uh, comes a little bit, uh, maybe risky statement is a bit Chinese okay. thinking, but very uh, economical approach to doing business, cautious a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and trust is very important in business here. It's important everywhere, but yes. for sure here in Asia, yeah, trust is a critical uh, behavior and, and trait that you have to work on. Okay. Well, thank you very much, David. It's been a very enlightening and insightful conversation, um, and you clearly have a lot of uh, experience um, and expertise in what you're doing. And uh, the advice that uh, you are giving to our listeners here is definitely worth uh, listening to and uh, taking into consideration as well. Well, congratulations for doing such a great job in sustaining and not only sustaining, but growing the business here and preparing mm -hmm. the business for the future. And for yourself, I hope that you continue to enjoy your time here, or if not in Singapore, at least somewhere else in Asia. And uh, thank you very much for being on the show. And I look forward to uh, speaking to you again. Uh, thank you, Benny. It was my pleasure. Yeah, thank you. You've been listening to Sales in Asia, and that wraps up part three, the concluding episode of this series. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please share this series and podcast with your friends, associates, and colleagues. Or drop me a line or follow me on LinkedIn to offer suggestions for this show. Till the next time, this has been Benny Tan of Sales in Asia.